Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to That Healing Feeling. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves, and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. So this is the final episode of season two of my podcast, and it was lovely to end the season by talking to my two sisters, Becky and Tash, as we come to the end of 2020. It's been a crazy and challenging year for many, so we offer this episode as a reflection on the year, but also as a means to look forward to 2021 with positivity. We speak about what 2020 has meant to us, with Becky starting her first job post-Genie and Tash beginning her university career, both of which offered challenges and opportunities for self-growth. We also speak about what got us through lockdown, reflecting on the power of family, as well as practices such as yoga and open water swimming. We also address the role that sport has played in our lives and the goals that we have coming forward into 2021. We really hope that you enjoy this episode. So this is the final episode of season two of the podcast and I have two very special (laughs) guests with me. I have my two sisters, which is why they're messing around. So I have my older sister, Becky, to my right and my younger sister, Tash, to my left. So we're all here for today's episode. And for this episode, I just wanted to kind of reflect on this year because obviously it's been a crazy year for everyone. And we just wanted to take a bit of time to reflect on what's happened for us this year. Also going into 2021 with positive perspective. Um, And we've all had some quite big things happen this year. So Becky, you started your new job after a few months of traveling, which in hindsight was a great time for that to happen. Yeah, I was super, super lucky. I feel like looking back on 2020, I'm kind of like, oh gosh, nothing, nothing, nothing's really happened. But then you kind of think back to January and February and actually I was kind of in yeah. Asia, in Australia and came back just as lockdown was kind of starting in the UK. So super lucky that I managed to fit that in. So did you, you flew out to, where did you fly out to in January? Um, I flew out to Bangkok in beginning of January and then I flew back from Australia in kind of the very end of February beginning of March so yeah I was so lucky I remember seeing Becky after her travels for the first time it was my 21st birthday in Edinburgh which was the 3rd of March and that was kind of the last few big kind of weeks before lockdown Mm -hmm. kind of kicked in which is mad thinking back to that 
and obviously life is so different now and Tash you've obviously started university so we've yeah. had some really big things this year yeah. so you started at Edinburgh in mm-hmm. September yeah I was meant to be doing a gap year actually um and then it was kind of weird I like I didn't get good enough grades to defer so then I was going this year but then when they changed the grades I did get good enough grades but then it was like too late but I think in the end like I think it's good that I ended up going this year I think if I'd done a gap year I don't think I would have been able to do like what I wanted to do. So yeah quite a big year of first. Also Becky you came back from your travels to come into your new job. Yeah. Which you were <laughs> at for about a week and then it was. Yeah I had what two days and an hour and a half in the office before <laughs> oh, everyone was no. sent home. So not That's the ideal start though. Not the ideal start. And how have you found kind of working virtually? Because obviously that's just not what you expected to be like for your first job. I think it's been quite tough. I think you learn a lot more when you're in the office in person, learning from everyone around you and kind of seeing everyone else doing the job who's been there for kind of longer. But I think I've managed to make some some decent friends in those two two days and <laughs> one hour. It's lucky. Um, <laughs> and they've really helped me um, kind of push through. And it's it's all, I think we're all in the same position and it's quite nice to kind of see that we're all kind of managing to cope and we're working out ways to kind of make the situation the best it can be um, and looking forward to hopefully getting in the office kind of more long term yeah. in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fingers crossed, we'll see. And also, I guess, also quite lucky you had that job in place because mm-hmm. there's lots of people now in kind of the position where it's really challenging to find a job. Yeah, exactly. So feeling super lucky that I'm not currently kind of searching for a job or kind of wasn't didn't come back from traveling and have to search for a job it was really nice to yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and around this time tash it was when kind of school because you were kind of it's tash it was tash's oh, yeah. last year at school obviously so she was expected to kind of have all those yeah. levers <laughs> and yeah, yeah so well, that was, was pretty different wasn't yeah, it, you got it was sent home even weird. earlier yeah so i was already at home when like boris announced that um lockdown was starting and schools were closing so my school did a panic last day trying to fit in all the like traditions and like the last assembly and all of that but actually I'd been sent home like three days before because I had a slight cough and obviously they thought I had COVID so I literally my last day of school ever was I came in thinking like I had lots of school left had one half of my biology lesson and then was sent away without being able to say goodbye to anyone so like, I haven't seen any of my teachers or like loads of pe- like yeah. people from school since then actually, which is so weird. I haven't really been back. It is really hard because I think with school kind of moving from school to university, it's really nice to have that closure and like completion. Mm. Especially because I really like I really enjoyed school. I had like yeah, a good time. Yeah, you loved it, didn't you? Going from just like a normal day at school to suddenly never going back again. I think it was quite difficult for me to like get yeah like that closure. Mm. Yeah, and then quite soon after, that. quite soon after that, we were all together in in lockdown oh, in, in, in the Robinson house, and I think Stuck. we all we all went slightly insane. Um, but we had we had quite a lot. Of we fun. actually had a good time. There was a lot of organised fun. A lot of organised fun. Uh, lot of organized yeah. fun. Yeah. Looking back at it though, like it's not an ideal situation being like trapped in like one place for like I don't even know how many months. It was. Being like, trapped, <laughs> like that TV show. You're, You're trapped. trapped. <laughs> that, is, that is such a good. Thing. <laughs> Um, but like I, when I look back at like lockdown now 
I do look at it almost like weirdly as like a highlight of my year, not a bad part of, part of my year. Cause like, well, that's I great. feel like we did so much stuff we would never have done like as a family. Like I feel like we almost got even closer than we were before. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, for me, it was massive. I mean, I did my, um, oh, I started yeah, this podcast. Yeah. Oh, a bit of a, this is a bit of a self plug, but, <laughs> but we're gonna go there. Um, and I did my yoga, which is, yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. done without lockdown. So for me, even though obviously it's not, and that was not also, ideal. That was still like a big part of our lockdown as well. The hours of yoga classes you forced us to do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do apologise that in advance. Also, we we literally did a family yoga yesterday oh, yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day, which was actually really nice. It was wasn't really it? nice. Yeah, it was, um, I do love and it. I'm very proud of my family because not. three three out of four pen, pending with dad at the moment um have just got their heads down. So we've got we've got four out of five of the Robertsons getting their heads down complete yeah. now, which is really fun dad's, to see. Dad's on his way. You like yoga, do you? Yeah, it's it's actually really good because I'm I'm the kind of person where I find meditation and mindfulness and all of that quite difficult because I'm quite like a hyper <laughs> person, so I find it really hard to be still and still my mind because I'm quite a thinker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's quite why I quite like yoga because it's almost like a form of like meditation where you're like moving, so it works better for me. I feel definitely, and like I definitely think since like the start of lockdown to now with like you teaching me yoga, I've definitely like become more relaxed I feel yeah I think that's the same for a lot of people actually who because I think meditation is quite a daunting thing to mm. do even though it's we'd think I guess easier in terms of physically in terms of just yeah, sitting down oh, for sure. but actually it's quite difficult to yeah. find stillness because you're having to like focus on something that's like not even there because you're focusing on like so yeah like, with the yoga you're like focusing on your breath you're focusing on like holding the postures right like I just feel like it's like something yeah. to focus on so your mind does clear no yeah definitely so, yeah. And, and I Be- definitely feel stronger as well yeah no definitely and Becky you, you do a lot of yoga as well don't you yeah I mean in lockdown while you were doing your teacher training I did my my 30 day um with yoga Adrian. yoga with Adrian yes we love it um, <laughs> we do me and Charlie are doing um the January one actually the because she's doing another one yeah. in January oh, to start the year I might do that yeah you it. should you should do it with us we're doing that um as a little kind of new year's beginning of the new year resolution yeah um, but yeah, you've been doing, Becky does this really cool one in London. I think, is it Hot Pod? Hot Pod yoga. Yeah, yeah. this is so cool. So explain it. So it's kind of, the, the same as kind of a hot yoga class, which me and you have done in, in Guildford. Yes, those are good. Um, where kind of the whole room is re- heated to a kind of body temperature, isn't it? So it's about 37, okay. 40 degrees. Maybe. Yeah, it's really quite hot. Um, but this, this specific one, you're in kind of this pod, almost like a kind of, not a bouncy castle material, but that's <laughs> the best I can kind of describe it. So you're kind of enclosed in this pod, um, and then they heat the pod up, and and you do the yoga in there. So, so is it just you in the pod? Yeah, you on your own. No, so so you're in in a group class. They do oh, do individual okay. ones. Yeah, yeah, okay. That you can do, um, but I I just did the group class. So they're kind of I don't know how many like ten people or something. Mm, um, that's so cool. But no, so really cool. cool. And you've been doing that before you work. Becky's quite good at getting her training in before work. You do a bit of spinning, don't you, as well? Like getting yeah. the exercise done. Do you find that helps you at work stay a bit more focused, having done your exercise? Yeah, I think, it, to be honest, it's exercise or just kind of having done anything, I think, before you log on. I think the thing with working from home is it's very easy to kind of just get up, log onto your laptop, work all day, log off, have dinner and go to bed. And then you feel like you almost haven't kind of done the thing except for work yeah and so I think it's really important that when you wake up first in the morning to either kind of leave the house go and see a friend for coffee or go to a spin class or even just like get out for a walk first thing fresh in the morning just to get yeah. some fresh air and feel like when you log on for the morning you've already achieved something with your day I think it's just a, yeah. a way of keeping sane during working from home yeah. definitely I got my first taste of that 
during because I'm in third year now at Edinburgh so it's the first year that um exams and essays count yeah and um I found that that was kind of the first taste I got of kind of just a mass just a complete working day of getting up getting to the library working all day coming back home going to bed like Mm. it is pretty difficult um but like you say I think it's really important just to get that kind of exercise movement in early doors and then you feel like you can actually do the rest of the day and not feel like Mm -hmm. kind of cooped up you feel like less claustrophobic Mm -hmm. um and Tash at university how have you found this because obviously it's been really challenging it's been a bit weird it hasn't been exactly what I expected I wouldn't like look back at it and be like I haven't enjoyed it because I have like I've had a great time I've met loads of people I've done some lacrosse here and there I've done stuff and I've enjoyed it but it has been like a very odd experience like not a, yeah. not a normal uni experience I'd say um which has like come with its like difficulties I feel one of the things that really got to me so I had COVID and was in isolation stuck in my room and then stuck in the accommodation block. just for just for anyone who is I mean lots of people who listen will know Tasha's in Pollock Halls in Edinburgh yeah. which is a massive um accommodation block so it's like normal accommodation like so the, blocks, the rooms yeah. are not are not big at all well they're they're not, they're not small, small but they're not like <laughs> but they're not like an ideal room to be isolated yeah. in. and you're just like st- especially then my room was like it wasn't a nice environment to be stuck in yeah with, with the, literally, the only open, leaving yeah. i could do was going out to the loo that was it i couldn't yeah leave i mean that's just horrible yeah um so that kind of is where it all began where i was just getting a bit sick of being stuck in the same place because for instance, in the evening, pubs weren't open. Like, you could go to the library, but no one in first year really does. that. Well, we didn't that much. So mm. I was kind of, like, doing everything from Pollock. So, like, eating, sleeping, partying, working, sometimes exercising, like, in my room or going for a run around Pollock or whatever, like, near Pollock. Mm. So I was very much, like, stuck in one place, which for me, as the kind of person that likes to be doing kept things. entertained, <laughs> like, I did go a little bit, like, it was a little bit hard so to be, crazy, like, stuck in, really? yeah, yeah, like, cabin fever. But I think anyone would find it difficult. But I think, yeah. And then I think that kind of almost led to a place of me having a lot more time to, like, think because I wasn't as busy because I didn't have any, like, lectures in person or anything. So then I kind of was overthinking and, like, got a bit homesick here and there. So I think... Yeah, it's been it's been hard, but I'm like I'm looking forward to going back. I've got past like the worst of it, and like I know I'm not on my own because like so many other people from so many universities are feeling the same way, which does make you feel better because you yeah. know that like it's not you, and you can empathise with other people exactly. As well. And then it means like I know that that I've got past the hardest point because also in that whole time of like twelve weeks for that term, I literally saw my parents for like a day and a half. But I think yeah. it's good to know that I've like got through the worst of it and now like it's uphill from here and like I can do it. Yeah, you can. And I think first year of uni is hard for anyone, regardless of kind of this situation. Mm. I mean, I definitely found the first year of uni difficult. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't kind of confined to the halls. Mm. Um how did you find first year Becky at Oxford? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of just the same as any other union that, that you're just kind of the intensity really hits you. I think it's yeah. that combination of having been at school where you're you're, you're, all your friends are at school you do your work at school but you still kind of come home to a separate kind of family whereas when you're at uni you're surrounded 24 yeah. 7 yeah by all of your work by your friends Everything's by everything and that becomes time, yeah. kind of your your whole yeah. Time existence. yeah so i think and, and it's kind of exacerbated by the fact that the oxford terms are only eight weeks so yeah me, me, and, Tash can't, <laughs> me, me and Tash can't relate to the oxford life 
it's, it's, it's a bit of a yeah. different one. But I think it's just that you've just got it all squished, all of that craziness mm. just squished yeah. into eight weeks, like, and I'm you're knackered. just exhausted by the time you come I'm home. I'm like yeah. still, I've been home for what, like two and a half, nearly three weeks, and I'm still you're so what, tired. What time did you wake up today? 12? No, I woke up at 11 today, but like <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> like I literally had like, out of the like whole time I was in the first term, like I literally had maybe three or four nights I went to bed before like one. Yeah. I'm like so knackered still. Yeah. It is, it does, I think first term of uni is not much like it, to be honest. Every night. But you, I think it does, a university environment as well does call for a lot of self-motivation. You can't kind of rely on your parents to tell you when to work mm. or, you know, it's, yeah. it's very much a kind of independent. And you have le- less structure than you did at school. Especially yeah, with COVID so as well. Your, oh yeah. Like yeah. literally, that, I think that was the other thing that was hard for me was like the complete lack of structure. Because, like, mm. everything was recorded online. So, you're, well, I did miss a few things as well. But, like, Tash. Oh, sorry. But I also think that's the thing. So, obviously, Tash, you're doing biology at Edinburgh. And yeah. I did uh, sciences at Oxford. So, both kind of sciences, which mm. have a lot more contact hours than, yeah. obviously, what you're doing towards. Yeah. So, usually, we would kind of have to have almost less self-motivation because we oh, have yeah. all these lectures. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it's weird. Because my... I find I still find it bizarre, but I actually come from a. I live with six girls, and actually all of us do art subjects. Actually, mm. and you've come from um, a home where we all do science. I know. How Crazy. strange. How strange. But clearly, a bit of balance needed in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know how I got away with this, but a few of my hours were in person in Edinburgh in New College, which for, for theology, which just does not need to yeah, be in person. I don't know what. I mean, I'm not complaining because it was lovely actually having a few hours yeah. a week well, going maybe to your New fourth, College. Yeah. I'm third year, Tash. Oh, third year. I think this is actually the thing, you, I'm taking it back to what you're saying about having a routine as well, because that was nice for me, having those things that I knew that I needed to go to. Yeah. Which were kind of not in the same geographical area. Yeah. But I think, did you, did you kind of build a routine then to try and keep you kind of um, centred? Yeah, that was something I did try and do. Like, I try to wake up a bit earlier in the day, because I'd hate it, like, waking up at, like, 1pm and, like, yeah, it's having like, nice and it was literally dark in like an hour or two, like it was horrid. Um, so I was, yeah, I was trying to get a bit more structure, trying to like not necessarily make it like a structure for every single day the same, but more like structure each day. So I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna work then, I'm gonna eat then, I'm gonna do exercise then. So like, I'd have a little yeah, bit more of like, a, like a tick off list. Yeah, yeah and yeah, also that kind really of goes. like would le- like especially the days where I was feeling like a bit more down or whatever. I wouldn't then have that time where I'd be like thinking loads because I'd be constantly like trying to do- get stuff done almost, which I think worked quite well for me. But yeah. Did you find that, Becky? Obviously, this was pre COVID times, but when you were at Oxford, because obviously you did a lot. Becky, Becky's pretty incredible. She was obviously had her academic side, yes, but she also had, um, you were captain of the, the first for the cross, which mm-hmm. is pretty impressive, and you did oh. athletics and cross country, and you were head of female sport or something. I, I should. I should <laughs> Can you explain this a bit more? The um, female sport. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so there's this kind of society um, in Oxford called Atlantis, and it's basically all about kind of promoting female sport um, and not just kind of elite level, which obviously, like, we do a lot to support that, but also kind of at the lower, kind of almost like grassroots or kind of participation level. So basically, just trying to get more women involved in sport. And we kind of put on a lot of events and got some kind of speaker events in. We do a bit of kind of volunteering stuff. So that was really fun to be involved in in my last year. But I think, yeah, it, it, it was quite a lot kind of balancing that. Were you, pre- were you well. president? Yeah, yeah. President wow. of that. She was president, baby. <laughs> what, 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 what a life to live up to. <laughs> I, 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 Tash, don't I know. <laughs> we're, we're in it together. <laughs> 
No, it's very impressive because obviously fourth year, I feel like having had a taste of the academic side of things counting, mm-hmm. I think having that alongside everything that you've just said you're doing is you have to find balance whilst mm-hmm. keeping balance in all those kind of external aspects, then also balance internally, not so you don't go yeah. mad. But I think mm-hmm. we're, especially you two, all Tash as well, like we all kind of thrive, I think, to a certain extent, busy. off being busy. Yeah. I find it almost quite hard to switch off if I'm not if I'm not don't have things constantly that I'm like looking forward to or that I know that I've got to go from A to B which can sound a bit stressful to yeah yeah but I think also we went to schools where we were constantly busy as well Mm -hmm. so we were we would have something like before before Mm. school we'd have something at lunch we'd have something after school we even used to do athletics training where we would have say training after school for an hour and a half and then we'd have a half hour break and go and do an hour and a half of athletics training. Yeah. So I think we were already conditioned to do that. We'd obviously have school during the week and then we'd do like swimming and hockey on the weekends. We'd go from like an hour swimming, like an hour or two swimming practice Sunday morning straight to hockey. Like we've always been very like, do, yeah, do, we're, do. Bu- we're building a picture here of the fact that sport has a very, um, <laughs> a very big place in our lives, um, which has been, yeah, I mean, it's been something, as we're saying, since we were kids, right? Yeah. I think both our parents are very sporty. Very sporty. Um, very sporty. They both have been doing GeoX every day no, for the last day. year. Like, since, since <laughs> lockdown so, started. So, so I think, I think me, me and Becky were doing a Joe Wicks workout um, together, and Dad was like, oh, I don't know about that. But honestly, since he did the first one, he has not stopped being obsessed. He's obsessed with it's Joe. An actual, he it's loves an, Joe. Wicks. But they don't even see him. it as exercise anymore. <laughs> That's not how it works. Like they literally see it as like literally like brushing yeah, their, their daily routine. It's hilarious. But, but yeah, sport has had uh, obviously very positive place in our oh, lives. Sure, as well. yeah. I think sometimes for me it got a little bit too competitive, maybe, mm-hmm. um, which obviously led to my various issues. But we're not going to go into that today. You'll be glad to know. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's something that we all thrive off, isn't it? Mm. All, all in quite different areas. I mean, Becky, ways. we both, and actually Tash, you love running as well now, don't I you? I enjoy it now, but um, I didn't used to. But when we were younger, I think, obviously running was the main thing for me. But I mean, Becky, lacrosse was obviously really big for you yeah, at school, but then also at uni. I think it's just kind of the team sports in general. Like, yeah. we've even kind of having kind of college netball and Tash, you've been doing football even with your school, <laughs> yeah. haven't you? I know. <laughs> oh, that's not not serious sport, but it's great fun. We do like um in our your block, like in accommodation house, yeah. block, because there's like 12, t- 10, 12 of them in Pollock. So in each block, there's like a girls and boys football team. And we've been doing like that's going down fun. at the weekends, going down to the meadows and just like having like a kick about playing a game. And like, we all get so competitive, but that's it's so just, fun. it's just so much fun. And like, I've become really good friends with people from my house that I probably wouldn't have been as close with without that. Because yeah. that's such a good thing about sport. Like you do make so many like, well that yeah, it's such a big friendship thing. That's like, what's really good about it because you kind of meet like-minded people, don't you? Yeah. Um, through your sports, which Even, I think is especially hard at the moment with COVID. Like you're mm. just, I think it's quite something we don't really realize is like how much you're just not meeting new people. Mm. And so I've recently started playing for Clapham Lacrosse, and it's just so nice this once a week training, once a week match, going and meeting these new people. Yeah. Um, which I think you kind of we all took for granted I think a bit before it's just, COVID and at yeah, uni constantly you just meeting friends of friends etc it's the same with me playing lacrosse at Edinburgh like um going just having that one time because I'm always in halls seeing the same faces it's nice to go to lacrosse 
and like meet people from older years but also just be in a place where I'm actually like okay I don't see any of your faces every single day like it's just yeah because nice. you've still been able to do a little bit I've done bits yeah. yeah none of it's a shame because like we haven't had the social aspects of it really very much which I've yeah. heard of, of, of amazing like all of the older girls have said that that's so fun um but I've still met lots of other people and like made some really good yeah, friends which has actually, been really good for you which actually. is really good I think that's the silver lining though with everything is that when hopefully things do get back to being millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Getting a bit more normal, we'll have a lot more kind of appreciation and gratitude Not take for, these, it for, granted, for these things. Yeah. But then obviously like it's something, yeah, we did, we took for granted before, but we never, we would never thought mm-hmm. that wouldn't be a thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Um, but no, it's, it is, it is difficult. But uh, we did, we all kind of had our little fun things with sport. Me and Becky, um, <laughs> was it about a year, a year and a half ago? Me and Becky did God, this, yeah. did this ultra adventure race. <laughs> Becky was amazing in it because I was an absolute nightmare to, to do it with. I mean, I think the con- the conditions weren't the best. I don't think in terms yeah. of. <laughs> so I think I've spoken about this on a few a previous episode, but um, we basically did this event in um Scotland, which is called the Coast to Coast, and you run, cycle, and kayak from one side of the coast to the other. It's, it's great fun. Yeah, it was so really fun. really fun. Um and. Yeah, so it started the first day. It was great because it started. It was lovely, wasn't oh, it? Delightful it was like a fifteen k run yeah, or something. Really nice, really really nice. I mean, oh, it's, it's gonna be a piece of cake. Got on the bikes <laughs> and it was fine for like about twenty k. I'd say we were fine. Yeah, yeah, like the first hour. This first great. day was this was eighty k as well on the bike. Yeah, wasn't it? and bear in mind, Becky's very good on the bike. I'm not great on the bike at first, anyway. Um, You're I not think that's bad. a bit harsh. I'm not Becky's bad. Becky's just ridiculous. I mean, I'm not ridiculous. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm not bad, but I'm not like exemplary. Exemplary. <laughs> I think um, I think at the end of the day, it was the conditions that really kind of were the kicker. So it was what like <laughs> kicker. It was absolutely ridiculous. I don't I don't even know how much it was. It was terrifying. It was like Fifty mile per hour plus winds. Headwinds. Headwinds as well. The occasional side wind as you turn a corner and feel like you're about to be blown off your road. Yeah, bike. and even me or Becky are like massive individuals. So like on a small bike it's quite scary yeah we kept seeing grown men being like pulled over on the side of the road yeah. and getting into vans and just giving up and yeah. this was on the first day it was a, lo- a really it really tested the mental resilience <laughs> um, and I was like before the race I said to Becky I was like right Becky if I'm really struggling just tell me these quotes like this will get me through it. And I remember her saying to me, and I was literally like, Becky, shut up. <laughs> I was not in the headspace. It was awful. We got through it. And then actually, 
I say kite every each day, but we actually only kite on the second day because it was cancelled the first day because the conditions were so, so bad. bad. Yeah. So we got to the campsite, obviously as well with these events. They're never. It's always such a stress if it's raining to kind of get all your kit and make sure it doesn't get wet. Yeah, so putting our tent up in the rain. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like there was definitely a lot of things about it that weren't um weren't weren't excellent. <laughs> but then the next day the weather was alright and it actually ended on lovely weather. Yeah, didn't it was it? beautiful at the end. Yeah, because we had a 50k off-road bike, which was really fun actually. Mm-hmm. And then we had a 25k Okay. And that was tough actually because it was very slippy, super hilly and super muddy. And Tours was absolutely. <laughs> I think she honestly provided the entertainment for so many of the other <laughs> yeah. runners because she felt she oh must God. have fallen over about twenty times on our descent. I, and that's honestly, not an exaggeration. And they weren't like small trips; they were proper like stacks as well. Like I would literally stack it, and I was just there. And I Becky think I fell over once. Yeah. <laughs> Becky could just go down these hills so gracefully. I could not. And oh yeah, there was definitely like groups that you kind of forge little like bonds with, like yeah. going down the hill. It was really fun. But then we ended on the kayak, which was really nice. Yeah, and it was the um, sun came out and it was yeah. delightful. And then we just collapsed over the yeah. finish line. Oh, it, was so, it was it was so much fun though. And Tash, you did a twenty seven k run, which which is a big run. And Tash, is, a quickly bit of backstory because you oh, yeah. you um you wanted to say. You weren't massively. No. You weren't as sporty as me. I was. Becky, I you wasn't up. like unsporty because I did do sport, but I wouldn't like. I don't look back at my childhood and like. I don't think I particularly enjoyed it, which isn't like bad to mum and dad making me do it or whatever because I like. I'm happy I did. And obviously, like growing up with like these two older sisters that are like athletes, like running like proper races or whatever. Um. Um. So yeah, I wasn't like the biggest fan. Like hockey, kind of ran away from the ball. <laughs> swimming, like. I was I was alright at swimming. Yeah, I remember swimming. I, I was proud of myself because I came like thirteenth in one race. I think Go you're me. Doing <laughs> of a disservice. I remember it was 11th actually. Anyway, so anyway, it wasn't the best at sport. Um, and then when I got to like secondary school, I actually started doing some dance, which was actually quite like random. Like I don't I don't even know why I started. Yeah, I, I think I, I was just like I think it was our grade four ballet. No, because I, I I stopped ballet at primary school, but then I was just like, oh, I want to try something different. So I started like modern dance in like year seven. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with dancing. I did loads of it until I think it was till GCSEs maybe when like yeah, it, well, yeah. it came a bit became a bit difficult because I was doing it at school and it would end at like eight fifteen and like having the, the, like late nights at school like every night was a bit much. But yeah, I was doing dance like four out of five nights at school. Yeah, and that's kind of what started my like journey should we call it into like fitness and, and like exercise more. So then like I started doing more exercise and going to the gym lots. And then have like got a bit fitter. So then I was loving lacrosse, got did some running here and there, like really got into the gym, doing more like weightlifting and things. Um, and then yeah, in lockdown, um, my school had this money fundraiser thing, which was to try and do like 27 kilometers at some point, like over a duration of time that like, you could do like a run, a walk, a cycle, a cartwheel or whatever. And you could do it over like do it over like a month or something, or like two months or whatever. Jesus anyway, Christ. and I was like, <laughs> gonna be dizzy by in that month. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, like I want to do a run because I was just like, why not? Like it's lockdown time to challenge myself. So I decided I was gonna do a twenty-seven kilometer run, which is like a half marathon plus six k. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is actually a decent distance. Yeah, it I really think I've ever run that it far. Really yeah. is. I think um, that's probably the furthest I've Anyway, run. so yeah, I started, I didn't actually train for that long. I was doing quite a lot of running in lockdown anyway. And like, I just, I really actually fell in love with like longer runs, which I really want to start doing again because I've kind of lost that a bit. But yeah, I was mm. doing like going out just for like a 16K run with like no headphones, just like loving it. That's and so like, great. I was just, it was just great. I was loving it. It's definitely hard in winter though. Yes. 
a lot to get harder. those long runs in because obviously you sure. fit them in. Yeah, with the light the and light, also like is hard. I feel like even just like my breathing's worse in winter because it's like cold and just like it's just yeah. like less there's enjoyable. lots of things in but anyway so help. yeah I did that and then built that up and did a 27 kilometer run which was great fun <laughs> nice. <laughs> had a couple points I was less enjoying it but I feel like that was kind of gonna happen no but um, it's, still, it's still really it's still really good and these are things yeah. that's kind of what like you say, like during lockdown was something that you something started that doing. Towards, yeah. Is there anything that either of you started doing in lockdown that you kind of kept going? I don't actually know if I have. I think along with the parents as well, so doing the blooming Duolingo over oh, lockdown, <laughs> which they're no, still doing and now on about 200 plus days. But that quickly was a no from me. I think I maybe lasted... I hate Duolingo. I, outside of lockdown. Yeah, I genuinely think I did two days of Duolingo. I did zero. Oh, I got to, I got Proud of myself, days. I did zero. Um, what did I? What have I kept up? I did some weird stuff in lockdown. If I'm honest, I feel like, like everyone did. I I learned some really weird. Like I learned some good things to be fair. Like I learned how to sew with a sewing machine, and like I made some of my own clothes, which was quite cool actually. Yeah, that yeah. is really good. Um, and like I learned to skateboard. I tried to learn the guitar, but that didn't go very well. Um, but I I don't know. I'm not really. I haven't really stuck to any of them now but it's more kind of things like i could pick up if i wanted to yeah it's just nice. knowing that you have and just like to now i know how to, to use do. a sewing machine especially now because we're going into tier four we're actually into tier four. It's, it's boxing this day morning. today um um also we actually um on christmas eve we went for a swim in in the sea in west Rotary. yeah oh, oh my, my gosh days. it was just a tad cold it I wasn't cold it was, yeah. it, was, it was physically painful like when i went under my face hurt like i it hurt yeah, I it think diving cold. diving into the oh into the waves. It nah. was a serious brain freeze. Yeah, yeah it like. actually hurt a lot. It was so much fun though. <laughs> Me and um some friends at Edinburgh actually have started going sea swimming in mm. Portobello, which is freezing in Scotland. So cold. But I mean, it was yeah, it's pretty, such pretty, a, pretty such much a nice the same thing temperature. To do, yeah, it really I is. Really it's like it. it's very empowering, isn't it? Mm, when you yeah. when you get in, and it was really fun actually to do it as <laughs> to do it as a family on Christmas Eve. Your yeah, mum came in with us briefly. She, did, she, she went did in. Play. She, she did come in. Yeah, but then she came out. <laughs> as as did we. As, we did, as did we not soon after. And and Dad did a great photography job. He actually so, did. Yeah. Me and Becky were walking back to the car and there was this kid. And he was like, oh, if I did that, I'd die. <laughs> it was this little boy. Oh, so cute. So, so cute. And to us, I did think I would die at one point. Yeah, but, so um, cold. No, it was really fun to do, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah really, really good fun. fun. So yeah, we've entered tier four, which is was obviously pretty difficult because I feel like with COVID, I'm not going to speak about it too much because obviously everyone knows, but we kind of had a little bit light in the tunnel with the vaccine and everything kind of seeming mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. move on. And then obviously kind of understandably in the winter period, people are kind of inside more and there's closer contact yeah. and yeah, things haven't been uh, as good. And there's this new variant or whatever they're talking about. Um, so yeah, we've moved into tier four, um, which I think for a lot of people is pretty difficult because I think with any of these things, you kind of want like an upwards trajectory of coming mm. out of a difficult mm, time sure. but often like with any kind of healing journey whether it's like mm. nationally or individually like there is it comes with ups and, <clears> downs. and downs and obviously the downs <laughs> are really challenging because you feel like you've made no progress but mm. obviously hopefully hopefully things will start sh- start moving forward yeah. as we kind of come into 2021 um also like i feel like a massive thing as well is like in summer, like, we were all so lucky, like, because we have quite a, like, nice garden and stuff. Mm. So, like, we were so lucky we were outside all the time in summer. And I feel like the difference here is, like, in winter, like, it's literally, what, it's, like, five now and it's already pitch black outside. Well, like, yeah. It was pitch it's black cold. an hour ago. <laughs> it was pitch black an hour ago, yeah. Um, it's cold. Like, you don't really want to be outside. So, like, meeting up with people for, like, a walk one-on-one or whatever, that like, isn't as nice. And 
I just feel like it is more difficult in this period, but then I feel like we just need to keep positive and find lots yeah. of fun things to do. No, exactly. Um, and yeah, and coming into 2021, we, we do have a few goals ahead, don't we? I mean, we'll maybe speak about these a little bit more in the questions, but um, Becky's doing another rat race, as we were speaking about before. So she's doing a rat race with her boyfriend. When is it? Is it in mid-year? Uh, yeah, it's in beginning of July, I think. Yeah, beginning of July. And it sounds so fun. So fun. I know, I'm kind of terrified. Becky got this present for her boyfriend, Joe, but she's doing it, so she's just kind of she got a present for herself. herself. <laughs> a present. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Right. Um, so explain what it is, because it, it does sound like so much fun. Yeah, so it's a bit different from the one that we did, in that you're, you don't kind of have the kayaking or the bike, it's just all running. Um, and it's I think it's probably about... Oh gosh, like somewhere between twenty one miles and twenty five miles. It's like the website is not it? particularly clear. You're literally, yeah. you're literally just running a marathon. marathon. It's, it's basically crazy. just under a marathon distance, mm. and it's in Cornwall, and you run all along the coast. And then there's fun kind of bits. So you have sh- really kind of short sea swims, which are kind of like a couple of hundred meters, or like not even that. That's a bit, of a bit much. Probably like a hundred meter sea swims and a bit of kind of coast steering and jumping into the sea at points. So. Fingers crossed it's going to be a sunny day. Mm. Um, oh my goodness, yeah. You do not want <laughs> to do for the rat race again. It's going to be so fun though. Um, it, yeah. Like the video that showed from like the year before or whatever. And it had like cool like rope things between cliffs and like... Yeah, it does look It great. looks so it fun. Really, and really we're going to go and support yeah, you. We're going to go support Becky. Yeah, um, it'll be so fun. And Joe. Yeah, we're only supporting Becky. Yeah, because they are a team. They are need it. Wait, you're a team, aren't you? So you can't... Well, it's just like, it's not like a team. So it's, it's not kind of like a, a winner thing. So okay. like our rat race. So you won't, you won't leave Joe. Just I mean, I think he'll be leaving Oh, he won't leave me. And Tash, you've, you've kind of started thinking recently you want to do your personal training course. Yeah, really um, so I think part of it was obviously inspired by your amazing, like, all your yoga stuff. Um, knowing, like, seeing that you can do that at, like, such a young age Aww. and, like, have, be, like, as successful as you're being at the moment and all the benefits you've got from it and your friends have got from it or whatever. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm really getting into gymming a lot more. Well, I've actually been gymming for you, a while. You've, you're so different to me, though, that I'm not, I'm really not, people know I'm not a massive gym, I don't actually have a gym membership. I'm not a gym person, no. which people maybe be surprised by, but I just do all my exercise. Yeah, either at I think I just outside. I just love like weightlifting. I just find it really yeah, which really, is really rewarding. Cool. Um, and also I find like, all the nutrition and everything to do with that really interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking maybe in um summer of 2021 of doing a um personal training qualification, Very which would be good. really cool. And then maybe get some jobs in like in Edinburgh do a weekend job or something. But yeah, yeah, it's very exciting goals to life, but yeah, yeah, really, really, really exciting. So I could obviously talk to my sisters for a very long time about all these kind of things, but we should probably go on to our yeah. final questions. <laughs> Wrap it up. So that it doesn't get too long for everyone. So the first question we have is something that you do every day to feel your absolute best. Yeah, I don't know if it necessarily to, to feel my best, but I think something that I do do every day, or at least try to, is I have one of these kind of line a day books where... They're kind of five years, and so I'm just about to finish my fourth year of it. Oh my gosh. Which is nuts. So, that's so, so yeah. Do you know what, Becky? That's I think this so is so cool. cool because I've had those Lion Day books, and so many of my friends have had these Lion Day books. And I think you're the only person I know who actually has done yeah. a Lion Day for that long. For that, yeah. Yeah. For that long. I think I it's know, so yeah. good. Because you can actually have... look back. Yeah, it'll be quite cool, I think. So I'll have had kind of my, a couple of years at uni, a year of traveling, a year starting my job, and then kind of first full year of kind of 2021. Of being in my job so yeah it's, it's crazy that's so good it should be fun. yeah I mean obviously there are there are a few days that are kind of missing in places um 
And there are some that I still, because I didn't take it my first lot of traveling in, in 2019, I didn't take it. So I've got still got to go backfill those. Um, but no, it's such a nice thing. And I think especially in COVID times when it's kind of, you can kind of almost feel that every day is the same and there's nothing, mm. you're not kind of doing anything fun or there's not nothing that to distinguish each day from the other. I think it's kind of nice to write at the end of the day and be like, oh, actually I did do mm. stuff on this day or, oh, that was interesting. And I think I won't look back at this year and be like, oh gosh, every single day Waste was of COVID a year, and I'm yeah. just like sat in bed yeah. every single day. Mm. Because I think that's not just true, that's true for everyone. I and mean, It's just sometimes you don't quite realise how yeah. much you are actually doing. It gives you like a bit more purpose. Um, and so like, yeah, I think that's, that's probably my, my thing that I do that's every nice. day. I like that. I think it's so good because I think, I mean, I, I'm a massive journaling advocate and, but it does take a bit of time and I feel like if you kind of set yourself to like, do like, I don't know, like four pages of journaling a day, like you will mm. just lose steam. Mm. But I think with the line of day, it's great because it does just take a minute, if that, just to yeah. write down something. And yeah, I think that's really good. But I think it's also great you've kept it going, um, even when you have missed days. Because I'm so, I'm someone that I think if I'd missed a day, I'd be like, ah, oh, it's it's done. I, I can't I can't keep going. So that's really really good. And now I think it'll be so excited to like look back mm, on your last yeah. day, your first day, and see how much you've grown. I think that's really awesome. Tash, what do you do um, every day to feel your best? Um, this is something like I yeah I try to do it every day. Obviously, like it doesn't always happen, and it sometimes is smaller than others. But I try to do like some sort of act of kindness every day. Um, just to like, yeah, try and make someone else smile. I just think it's Aww, it's like a nice cute. thing. It makes someone else feel good. It makes me feel good. So like, why not? So yeah, something like doing something nice for someone or like dropping someone random a text saying like, you're amazing, whatever. Um, just yeah, something something to be kind to someone else. Yeah, because I think those positive actions make you feel great as well, mm. don't they? Like they have, yeah. they have like they have no negative impact. Yeah, exactly. And they're, so easy and they're to priceless. Do. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. It like cost me nothing. And I think so. especially now, like it was actually I went for a coffee with um, my friends in Edinburgh, and it's at this coffee shop where the man who owns it is just the loveliest man. And every time you see him, he's just always so smiley and so nice. And it does just make you feel yeah, so much better, so especially in these kind of times, like mm-hmm. having more people like that, I think will be, just a smile will be the way to get through it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, fabulous. So the next question is, uh, do you have a goal or a way you want to grow in the next year? And obviously we're at the end of 2020. So this is kind of in essence, I guess, what's your new resolution for 2021? I mean, I'm not I'm saying everyone needs a resolution, but <laughs> is there a goal you have or a way you want to grow in 2021? Yeah, so mine probably is more of a goal than kind of a, a, an everyday resolution, but, um, and links back to, to the rat race that we're doing. So I feel like if I'm training up to kind of, to run 25 miles, which is just under a marathon, um, I'm going to want to try and do a marathon this year. Yeah. So I think that's something that's that so I've cool. always known that I wanted to do at some point. Mm, for sure. Because um, both our parents have run multiple marathons. Um, so I don't know whether it'll be a race or just kind of going out and running, probably a race. I think very hard to motivate yourself. Like you were speaking, um, with your friend Vari about how hard it is to motivate when you're not completely surrounded by all these people and like so impressive from her. Mm. Um, but it'd be great to kind of do one with, with crowds, et cetera. If that's possible in 2021, that Mm. would be great to do. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely be there supporting. Yeah. I think I think when we were training growing up, Becky, we used to always say we wanted to do marathons, yeah. didn't we? I think it is just a nice milestone. I want to do one as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Because I never really thought I would ever do one, but now that I did that, when I did that 27, yeah, I was kind of like, you know what, like... Definitely capable of it. It could, it could happen. It could. <laughs> Any, anyone can do it if they want to. Um, no, that was very exciting. And like you say, if you're doing the training for the rat race, why not? Why, why not? Mm. Why not throw a marathon on? on <laughs> <that>? <laughs> um, just, a, just a quick marathon, you know. 
Tash, um, do you have a goal or a way you want to grow in the next year? Um, mine's not really like one like set goal or like set thing, but it's more just kind of general thing of like trying to just be a bit more mindful and like take care of myself a bit better, which I feel like to be fair, when I'm back at uni might be a bit more difficult, but just like um, with like eating, exercise, just like generally living, like stretching more, just doing a few more things mindfully but also doing more things that will be good for me yeah just because I feel like this year I just have realized that I don't really like take care of my mind and my body and everything yeah, as much as I probably should I think that's the most important thing is is being aware of it exactly and then you can move forward I think it's I think these self-care is more challenging if you don't kind of have that awareness that yeah exactly. you haven't been taking care of yeah. yourself and, uh, but I'm also going to try and be quite like nice about it so not make it be like I have to do this every single day be a bit, a bit more like, I'll oh, try and journal here and there, try and do this yeah. here and there, rather than making it like a schedule. Well, yeah, just thing. kind of, I guess, identify a few things that make mm. you feel good and then just maybe try and do one of them a day. Yeah, exactly. But they don't have, to, do have to be like the same thing every day. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I, think that's, I think that's something that everyone, is, yeah. would be, it'd be great to do going, sure. going forward into the mm-hmm. new year. Um, fabulous. So last question we have is, do you have a quote or a mantra that you align to in your life of positivity? Becky, do you have a quote? So... I'm not going to lie, I don't usually kind of have quotes that I kind of say to myself every day or kind of look at every day to kind of motivate myself. But I think I did kind of see this one quote and I think it might have been outside maybe a cafe in Australia when I was travelling. And it's very similar to Tasha's um, thing that she does every day. And the quote is, be the reason someone smiles today. Um, And I just think it's quite a nice, even if you kind of don't always kind of think of it, it's a nice one to kind of have in the back of your mind and be like, oh... If I just did that, like Tasha was saying, if you just mm. do that little thing yeah. and make someone smile, that could be, if they're having a rough day, that could just really make their day. It's so. such a big, can be such a big impact on yeah. someone. So oh, I think that's probably, yeah, that's so yeah, nice. I'm the same now, actually. Like, I'm such a hypocrite for asking this question because my, like, quote for, that I align to in life changes, like, every day. Every half day. Every half a day. I'll be like, oh, I love this quote, Tasha. Yeah. And Tasha will be like, okay. She'll just walk into like, my room. Oh, look at this quote. But, um, no, but that's so nice. I think that's so mm. true. And I think that's... Mm. Definitely a lovely guiding force um, for positivity. Um, Tash, final question for you. Do you have a quote that you align to in life for um, positivity? I do. So my quote is just something that like I feel like relates to like me quite a lot, especially recently. And it's, the key to being happy is knowing that you have the power to choose what to accept and what to let go. Yeah, I think that's Which I lovely. think is just very true. And like, especially with the circumstances this year with like uni and COVID and whatever, I feel like it is very important to realise like what we need to let go and what we need to accept yeah and I guess there's a lot of things in relation to Covid that we obviously can't control um and obviously we would love to be able to but it's just learning to accept the things that we can't control and try and try and place the control in the areas that we can actually work on so in our personal lives I think that's really lovely yeah oh guys thank you so much for coming on that was so much fun thank you for having us us. I've been wanting to ask (laughs) more for a while so it's nice to end the year with we didn't first start laughing too many times. Not too many, but yeah, maybe, maybe a few times. <laughs> I loved speaking to Tash and Becky so much to end the season. I will be back soon with season three, but I'm going to take a break for a few months. I wanted to end this episode by sending positivity and love to everyone in this challenging time. I promise we will get through this together. Lots of love, Torsi.
confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.